0: Unless otherwise indicated, all scripture quotations are taken from The Holy Bible, New Living Translation, copyright 1996-2004-2015 by Tyndale House Foundation. Used by permission of Tyndale House Publishers, Carol Stream, Illinois 60188. All rights reserved. Good day, all my friends of Bible in a Year with Bill podcast. <laughs> I don't know why that made me chuckle, chuckle, but it sure did. Uh, what was I saying? Good day to you all, and welcome to October 1st. We're on day 274 of Bible in a Year with Bill. Of course, my name is Bill, and today we're going to finish up the book of Zechariah. We're going to read chapters 13 and 14, and then we're going to jump over to Psalms and read Psalm 147, and then we're going to finish off today's reading with Luke Fifteen. You know, I hope you're all able to follow along. I hope that anyone who has listened regularly has picked up a copy of or downloaded a copy of the Life Journal Daily Reading Schedule, which can be found, I believe there's a link on my title page that you probably have to copy and paste into your browser to find that. Um, cause it, I mean, there's times when this really doesn't seem to make any sense, the order that we're reading in, but it's, it's funny because the way it jumps around from different Old Testament prophets, it's sort of, sort of going in, in, in the proper timeline, chronological order. That was the word I was looking for. It's kind of going chronologically. And so, it, although it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense, the order that we read some of this stuff, it actually does make sense when you start to read it all. Anyway, my friends, I'll stop blabbing and get to what we're here to do every day, and that is to get into the Word of God with Zechariah chapter 13. On that day, a fountain will be opened for the dynasty of David and for the people of Jerusalem, a fountain to cleanse them from all their sins and impurity. And on that day, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will erase idol worship throughout the land, so that even the names of the idols will be forgotten. I will remove from the land both the false prophets and the spirit of impurity that came with them. If anyone continues to prophesy, his own father and mother will tell him, you must die, for you have prophesied lies in the name of the Lord. And as he prophesies, his own father and mother will stab him. On that day people will be ashamed to claim the prophetic gift. No one will pretend to be a prophet by wearing prophet's clothes. He will say, I'm no prophet, I'm a farmer. I began working for a farmer as a boy. And if someone asks, then what about those wounds on your chest? He will say, I was wounded at my friend's house. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, the man who is my partner, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Strike down the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered, and I will turn against the lambs. Two-thirds of the people in the land will be cut off and die, says the Lord, but one-third will be left in the land. I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. I will refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say, these are my people. And they will say, the Lord is our God. Zechariah chapter 14. Watch for the day of the Lord is coming when your possessions will be plundered right in front of you. I will gather all the nations to fight against Jerusalem. The city will be taken, the houses looted, and the women raped. Half the population will be taken into captivity, and the rest will be left among the ruins of the city. Then the Lord will go out to fight against those nations, as he has fought in times past. On that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, east of Jerusalem, and the Mount of Olives will split apart, making a wide valley running from east to west. Half the mountain will move toward the north, and half toward the south. You will flee through this valley, for it will reach across to Azal. Yes, you will flee as you did from the earthquake in the days of King Uzziah of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come, and all his holy ones with him. On that day the sources of light will no longer shine, yet there will be continuous day. Only the Lord knows how this could happen. There will be no normal day and night, for at evening time it will still be light. On that day, life-giving waters will flow out from Jerusalem, half toward the Dead Sea and half toward the Mediterranean, flowing continuously in both summer and winter. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshipped. All the land from Geba, north of Judah, to Rimon, south of Jerusalem, will become one vast plain. But Jerusalem will be raised up in its original place and will be inhabited all the way from the Benjamin gate over to the site of the old gate, then to the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananel to the king's wine presses. And Jerusalem will be filled, safe at last, never again to be cursed and destroyed. And the Lord will send a plague on all the nations that fought against Jerusalem. Their people will become like walking corpses, their flesh rotting away. Their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. On that day they will be terrified, stricken by the Lord with great panic. They will fight their neighbors hand to hand. Judah too will be fighting at Jerusalem. The wealth of all the neighboring nations will be captured. Great quantities of gold and silver and fine clothing. This same plague will strike the horses, mules, camels, donkeys, and all the other animals in the enemy camps. In the end, the enemies of Jerusalem who survive the plague will go up to Jerusalem each year to worship the King, the Lord of Heaven's armies, and to celebrate the festival of shelters. Any nation in the world that refuses to come to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of Heaven's armies, will have no reign. If the people of Egypt refuse to attend the festival, the Lord will punish them with the same plague that he sends on the other nations who refuse to go. Egypt and the other nations will all be punished if they don't go to celebrate the festival of shelters. On that day, even the harness bells of the horses will be inscribed with these words, holy to the Lord, and the cooking pots in the temple of the Lord will be as sacred as the basins used beside the altar. In fact, every cooking pot in Jerusalem and Judah will be holy to the Lord of heaven's armies. All who come to worship will be free to use any of these pots to boil their sacrifices, and on that day there will no longer be traitors in the temple of the Lord of heaven's armies. The Book of Psalms, Chapter 147 Praise the Lord! How good to sing praises to our God! How delightful and how fitting! The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing the exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord! His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. The Lord supports the humble, but he brings the wicked down into the dust. Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with a harp. He covers the heavens with clouds, provides rain for the earth, and makes the grass grow in mountain pastures. He gives food to the wild animals and feeds the young ravens when they cry. He takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in human might. No, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates And blessed your children within your walls. He sends peace across your nation And satisfies your hunger with the finest wheat. He sends his orders to the world How swiftly his word flies. He sends the snow like white wool. He scatters frost upon the ground like ashes. He hurls the hail like stones. Who can stand against his freezing cold? Then at his command it all melts. He sends his winds and the ice thaws. He has revealed his words to Jacob, his decrees and regulations to Israel. He has not done this for any other nation. They do not know his regulations. Praise the Lord. The Book of Luke, Chapter 15 tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over ninety-nine others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything when he finally came to his senses he said to himself at home even the hired servants have food enough to spare and here i am dying of hunger i will go home to my father and say father i have sinned against both heaven and you and i am no longer worthy of being called your son please take me on as a hired servant so he returned home to his father and while he was still a long way off his father saw him coming filled with love and compassion he ran to his son embraced him and kissed him his son said to him father i have sinned against both heaven and you and i am no longer worthy of being called your son but his father said to the servants quick bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening we must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life he was lost but now he is found so the party began meanwhile the older son was in the fields working when he returned home he heard music and dancing in the house and he asked one of the servants what was going on your brother is back he was told and your father has killed the fattened calf we are celebrating because of his safe return The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. Wow. So, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bless the reading of this word today, and I pray, Lord, that any of those prodigals who may be listening in who really aren't too sure what to make of this whole Jesus thing, this returning home thing, this accepting the Lord thing, this becoming saved thing. If that's you, why don't you pray with me? Why don't you bow your head and pray with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for your words, and I thank you for coming into my life through this podcast. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you went to the cross for me. I thank you that you went to the cross and you died and you suffered torture for me. For my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Make me whole. I confess that I am a sinner and I need you. Thank you for saving me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me, Lord Jesus. And thank you, my friends, for joining me again today on Bible in a Year with Bill. I hope to see you tomorrow. Take care now.